Welcome to Alphabet Fly and Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who has a complicated past. Uh, Rob. I'm faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. I'm able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. So, we're talking about, um, I would say, uh, one of the more successful uh, Superman pastiches that we have in Marvel. I would argue that... I don't know about you, I would probably argue that Blue Marvel does it a little bit better. Um, but I'm Blue we're Marvel's talking about my favorite. Yeah, Blue Marvel. But yeah, he good. is, uh, yeah, Hyperion. But now, depending on... When you read read the, anything about Hyperion, you'll get a very different backstory, yep. um, including modern day. Trust me, I well, you know there's they, there's a lot to them. Well, this is specifically doing a specific Hyperion from Earth S or Earth Seven Twelve. So all of this information is correct. It's just that the other Hyperions we've seen in Marvel Comics have been different Hyperions, and there's there's just. You know, a lot going on, a lot going on. So we're gonna we're gonna you know discuss this one. I mean, this guy if, is definitely the silver ageiest of them. Yes. Also, um, technically, you get uh, disability representation with this. That one, is correct. He is a Superman. Um, or one of the Supermans. Uh, but his real name is unrevealed. He is an adventurer or and former cartoonist. His identity is publicly known. Uh, there's a good reason for that. Um, yeah, uh, he is a citizen of the United States with no criminal record. Which one are we talking about? I don't know. Which you, which United States? You know, well, that, that that would be the United States of Earth Seven Twelve. Yeah, and uh, they have fun places called I think Motor City is one of them. And I mean, there, there's a uh, Brooklynopolis. I think there's, there's like new, a Troy. New Troy. New Troy. Yeah, that's uh that's the, you know it's fun. Uh, his yeah. other alias is Mark Milton. He place of birth was an identified planet in the Milky Way galaxy in the dimension of the Squadron Supreme Earth. He is single, um, and his known relatives is Mister and uh, Mrs. Morton, who is his foster parents. Um, and he is the leader of Squadron Supreme. And he first appeared in Avengers issue number eighty five. The world is not for burning in February 1971. And I've talked about this cover so many times, Rob. Um, but Oh, I guess is... because so many of the uh, Squad and Supreme members first appeared on it. And so I see yeah. you've already done cover piece theater many times. Multiple times, but we have just a, just a real, this is a very specific era of, era of the Avengers. We have we have Vision, Scarlet Witch, and Pietro, or mm. so it means Quicksilver. Um, and it also had was it Clint Barton as the um, that was when he was Goliath. Goliath, yeah. And he Just wore that briefly, terrible costume. 
Yeah, just very briefly, it was just like, hey, you know how I'm real good with bow and arrow? Well, I'm just not gonna do that. Well, I mean, everybody else has superpowers, so why don't I have superpowers? And yet, sadly, well, at giant size, you never had, like, a giant bow and arrow and shot giant arrows at people. The pin particles can make other objects big. He could have just had really big bow and arrows. Yeah. Or, you know, I feel like that was just a waste. Well, and also, uh, I guess, I mean, you know, it, it does take some of the drama out of it when the Grim Reaper gets hit with an arrow the size of a telephone pole. It takes, I mean, but also at the same time, the Grim Reaper deserves it. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, it's, we've done this many times. It's a good cover. You have the, you have all mostly warm color except for Vision, Scarlet Witch, and, uh, Quicksilver. I always want to say Pietro. I never want to say <laughs> but whatever. Uh, like the buildings are melting and people are collapsing and like, you know, all that and the vision is just saying, Hey, everything's on fire and not on fire melting. And then Quicksilver's like, Oh, there's nothing we can do. There was something that they can do. Cause there's a 86. Yes. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Hyperion is a superhuman being, uh, of unknown origins who live on earth and the alternate dimension Designated as Other Earth or Earth 16, and I think it's actually well, 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 it's Earth, Earth, Earth S, because... Earth uh, S, sorry. Earth well, it's, S, it's yeah. kind of a play on how um, DC had, like, their Earths were all numbered very low numbers, so, like, the main DC Earth was Earth 1. Um, Earth 2 was the one with, like, the your Justice Society, Golden Age Heroes... Um, Earth X was the one that the Freedom Fighters were from. There was another one that, like, the Charlton Heroes were from. And so forth and so forth. Yeah. And um, this was a little bit before. And you probably know this. Was it Excalibur or X-Men who started the Earth numbering system? I believe that was um, that was actually Alan Moore, if I remember correctly. When he was doing Captain Britain over at Marvel UK in the 80s. Okay. Okay. Because I knew it was related to Captain Britain in some way. Yes. I just didn't remember when. Because I know around the same time, X-Men and Excalibur were doing, like, uh, dimension-hopping stuff. Um, yes. But, uh, but yeah, this is, I think in, I think now it's, like, 117. I'm sorry, 7, sorry, uh, 715 or 715? Uh, 712 is the... Uh, 712. Yes. Oh, yeah, 715 is a Femazon Earth. I think so. But yeah, the 616 is... The- and yeah, it's 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 a a sort of fake DC universe. Yeah. Um. And there, this is a Superman pastiche. Mm. Um. And let's get into it a little bit more. So he was founded and adopted by a friendly couple, the Miltons, who instilled in Hyperion, who they named Mark, a love of uh, some would say truth, justice, and the American way. Um. He proved to have like you know a bunch of superpowers, and the Miltons wanted him to use it for good but they cautioned not to use his powers to change the course of human history which they believe human humanity must solve their own problems here's a fun fact he didn't learn that lesson um, at all uh we'll get to that a little bit later um as an adult he worked at a newspaper as a news at a newspaper as a cartoonist in the city of cosmopolis cosmopolis which i think is their like, sort of fake metropolis yeah he assumed the costume identity of Hyperion, taking the name from the Greek Titan, and uh, in order to use the superhuman powers to fight crime, and then he uh, 
know, saved lives, and his greatest enemy was Emil Burbank, who assumed the costume identity as Master Menace, which is a very Silver Age oh, yeah, he, uh, name. He, he, and hilariously, he's a <laughs> fake Lex Luthor, whose deal is that instead of Hyperion, like instead of Super, you know, Superman somehow caused the accident that made Lex Luthor bald, uh, Master Menace was in an accident that made his hair grow uncontrollably, so he has like a giant Alan Moore beard. Yeah, it's... It's very silly. It's it's very fun and silly, and at this point, it is very much just a straight-up Superman thing. Like, it is just a pastiche. I will say that I think Hyperion diverges very quickly after this, but because, uh, basically, um, you know, he started, the, he started the, the Squadron Supreme, which was, uh, had Nighthawk, who is, depending on the Earth you're talking about, either a really bad dumb billionaire <laughs> or a smart person who is batman yes um let's just say i don't like earth 66 uh, well 616 uh hawkeye that much he's very dumb and bad um <sighs> well i know the current one's good the one they have currently is good the dead one i didn't like <laughs> yes um but you have you have him and then you also have uh well, you have the seven. You know, you have the main seven. So you have Amphibian, who... You're Aquaman. Aquaman. You have... Was it Warrior Woman at uh, this point? Power Princess. Power Prin- it's Power Princess. So yeah, Power Princess. You have Tom Thumb, who is like the... cap. I think he's more like that the Atom. He's more like the Atom. Yeah, he's like the Atom. Um, except he just doesn't go small. He's just like a small person. Um, and... Why am I forgetting all of this? Uh, Black Arch, Black Archer, right? He's the and, Green Arrow. Uh, uh, Lady Lark, Lark, who's like a, Lady the, Lark, the um, Black Canary. I think we have everyone. Oh, there's also a couple other. There's Nuke, who's like a Firestorm. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> the Blue Eagle, who's like a Hawkman. Yeah, yeah. They're they're all pretty straight on pastiches. We did mention the Blur, right? Or the wizard? No, no, the wizard who the wizard is, who is the the Flash. No, we have the wizard. Yeah, who I would say is maybe my favorite out of them. Oh, and of mm. course, Doctor Spectrum, who's the Green Lantern. Oh, Doctor Spectrum, yeah, who you know happened to find a and and much later it was retconned in that they had a uh, one of their founding members was the Skrullian Skymaster. Yes, who's the Martian who, Man? Yes, yep. Which is it's very silly, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean it's a lot silly, of this is, it's definitely it's initially Roy Thomas and then in the 80s it's uh Mark Grunewald kind of you know getting their DC kicks while working at Marvel. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about the Squadron Supreme stuff which is a majority of this like the Squadron Supreme Max series Maxi series. Yes. Uh, which That's uh, a majority of this one we'll talk about it very vaguely but I do want to I, I know I've talked about it before, but I do want to talk about the importance of that series, just because it's a very important series, and I feel like everyone needs to read it. And I it's feel very it's, it's actually very influential in DC, I think. I mean, a lot of yeah. the modern conception of the Batman-Superman relationship, I think, comes from Squadron Supreme. Yeah. like you, There is a direct line, uh, although one that does not necessarily flatter Mark Grunewald, uh, from... Squadron Supreme to Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Yeah, it really does not flatter Grinwald in any way. But <laughs> but yeah, uh basically uh 
uh, the Avengers in the Avengers uh, issue that we we're talking about earlier, Avengers eighty five. Um, Grandmaster took the Squadron people to fight the Scarlet Centurion, which is the a version of Kang that is the main villain of the Squadrons. One of the main villains, Squadron Supreme. Um, uh, who you know, his whole thing is not it. Mm, he's in like I forget what century he's from oh it's in the uh, he's, he's, he's from like the, the 30th century or something i can't tell so, yeah. these time it's the it's way in the future it's way in the future and you know they they mess with each other he's a lot. kind of connected to kang it's complicated yeah it's the kang that it's the kang that revealed to dr doom that he was a he was dr doom or descendant of dr doom right maybe but, question mark it's complicated no, well, no, no. Though that was a split point because he became the Silver Centurion when he kidnapped Doctor Doom. King kidnapped Doctor Doom, and then I think the one where Doctor Doom is the Kang is the mainstream universe, and the Silver Centurion is the one where he's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's Kang is complicated. I try um, not to think about it too hard. It's dumb. I tr- try not to. Um, even though I will every single time. Um. But basically, the Grandmaster did their thing, and uh, because the Avengers fought them, and then you know it's a whole bunch of stuff happened. You know they fought. Uh, but the thing about this though is he made duplicates of the Squadron Supreme. I mean, an evil version of mm-hmm. them, which is the one which I think this was retconned later. I think this was a retconned thing. Maybe I don't know. But they basically made duplicates of the Squadron Supreme of. Earth S or other Earth or Earth Seven Twelve, and that's that's who they fought. And the wizard from that one became Speed Demon. That's right. Yes, they were. They were actually were some of a couple of them were humans because they got Earth Six Sixteen's Kyle Richmond to be the Nighthawk. Yeah, and that's the guy who shows up in Defenders and what have you. Yeah, and the reason why the Defenders get together is because the evil, uh, hype the evil um, Squadron Supreme that was created as duplicates, um. They were selling the Earth to Nebulon. Yes. And the way that they were going to s- sell the Earth was they're going to melt the polar ice caps with like this heat beam to flood everyone so no one would fight back. Yes. And also, I think it's something about Nebulon's race being like squid people or something. They're definitely like, that. like weird tentacles. Yeah. Which Nebulon shows up later in. Um, the Steve Gerber run of uh, Defenders, which uh, introduces the Headmen, which is my favorite. I think I think I could say that they're my favorite villain group. Yeah, they're close, if not the top. But uh, I mean, you know the me, Steve I, I, Gerber I, I, run. You know me, I love the Death Throws. Uh, death Throws are pretty good, but I love the Headmen um, because most of them don't even have weird heads, even though the whole thing is about having weird heads. Um, I would argue most of them have normal heads and just weird bodies. Uh, one of them was just bald <laughs> until he got a weird body. But that's that pretty much. There's not too much that happened after that. Uh, there was a thing that happened where um, the Avengers traveled to uh, the Earth of Squadron Supreme and ate a squadron against a menace called Brainchild. Yep. And then. The United States of the Other Earth became under control of the Serpent Cartel, which I'm guessing is a serpent society, but for their Earth, I'm guessing? Or did they have their Serpent Crown? No, this is the Serpent I, Crown, I, yes. Oh, they have the Serpent Crown, yeah. They have the Serpent Crown. 
the president was under control of the of the crown mm-hmm. and um he stepped down, and then the next president was Kyle Richmond, who also happened to be Nighthawk. Yes, um, President Batman. I feel like, and don't, and please don't get me wrong on this. I feel like that's a conflict of interest. Being president and being Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like people would notice that the president is gone when, like, you know, bad things are happening. <laughs> well, he did step down for after a little bit for that one, but um, there's some stuff with Emil Burbank. Where Thor came in and you know defeated defeated him. Um, now this is a part where we kind of this was kind of retconned a little bit in the um as like the beginning um of the whole Squadron Supreme thing. But basically, Overmind, which is a Fantastic Four villain, um, was sent over to the uh, other Earth by Noel the Living Darkness. And Overmind took control of the squadron members, except for Hyperion, who fled to Earth to help seek help. Um, and he basically used, you know, Kyle Richmond, President Richmond, to take over the Earth with their military might. Now, this, they don't mention here, but also, like, uh, they don't mention a lot of this part. But uh, the but the defenders kind of come over and they you know they help out and you know get everything working properly where uh, all the mines are kicked out of Overmind except for like I think like five or six Earth other Earth uh, telepaths mm-hmm. um, and Overmind is taken over basically yes. um, and neutralized. Here's where we get into the whole um, Squadron Supreme part. Basically, what happened is after everyone snaps out of it, Hyperion and um, Power Princess have a good idea. Power Princess lives in a utopia. Well, lived in a utopia where it's uh, basically Theraskirma. But I think it was called, was it called Utopia? Yes. The U- yeah. yeah. And so the um, thing is the Utopia program. Yeah, uh, where they're going to say, hey, give us a year and give us complete control. And uh, we'll fix things for you this definitely won't go wrong in any way <laughs> um and i will say they technically keep their promise on some of the stuff i mean except for the thing where things definitely won't go horribly wrong the rest of the stuff pretty much works out yeah it does go horribly wrong uh but and it culminates um, in what was probably up to that point the most brutal fight ever depicted in a uh, marvel comic it's very brutal well, um it's like uh, the Squadron Supreme. I have the trade paperback mm-hmm. of it, but this is but this uh, I I think most people would would not argue with this sentiment. But the Squadron Supreme maxi series was Mark Greenwald's like opus magnum oh. opus. Oh, definitely. Um, the whole thing with uh, Mark Greenwald is even though he's he's he was a company man oh, all yeah. the way through. Um, but he really loved DC Comics. Oh yes. Um, and he just wanted to do. A he wanted to do a Justice League story, mm-hmm. and he got the chance. Uh, forget it, the exact year, eighty six. I want to say I think it was around eighty six. Eighty six, yeah. Um, and it is very good. It's a very nuanced story. It goes into a lot of the problems with um a small group of people trying to fix all the world's problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also just it's it's a character study of all this, and I think it firmly takes this Justice League pastiche out of the realm of just pastiche. 
it is they become fully formed like individual characters uh that are really well thought out and fleshed out and there's like a follow-up later uh squadron supreme death of a universe which is basically mark grunewald does crisis on infinite earths yes and it's also very good um so and and in fact if you own that uh, squadron supreme trade paperback you may own a little piece of mark grunewald depending on the printing because yeah, the first edition of the printing had Mark Grunwald's ashes mixed into yes. the ink. Um, and it's honestly, it's actually surprisingly cheap to get a first edition one. Mm. So if you want to have a little bit of his biomass, I guess <laughs> you could, uh, you can get it for fairly cheap. Um, but that being said, it is a, it's a very good story. I've talked about this for a long time, multiple times. Uh, I feel, I don't feel like not doing an, I did like a three hour, like, one before i started the book of the dead Mm -hmm. um so if you want to go all the way back you know a couple years ago um i did a three hours whole thing about talk about uh squadron supreme and all the characters but the reason why i said earlier uh that we technically get some disabled representation um is that this hyperion when fighting the evil duplicate of of uh this hyperion basically a bizarro yes uh who did a bunch of real bad stuff which led to princess power princess losing a lot of respect in my eyes um the little that i had for her well well, i mean he Uh, basically secretly kills off uh power prince's husband who is like who is a a fake steve trevor who has aged while she is not so he's like an old man yeah, and she basically he basically gaslit her into falling in love with Hyperion, Hyperion, and uh, they have a battle where they use their atomic beams. Yes, they've got well, they've got I beams like Superman. Yeah, they got I beams. Uh, basically, they melted they they melted each other's eyes out, and he lobotomized the other person to yes. death. Um, and he now has to wear radar das- da- uh, glasses and able to see, so mm-hmm. he's technically blind. Yes. Um, which is nice, I guess, if you're gonna have some representation, you might as well do it with a fascist leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess. Uh, but that's a thing. I mean, he has, like, he has all the Superman powers. Yes. Except, no, well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have the, the breath. He, I, I guess, yeah, it doesn't, he doesn't mention it here, at least. Yeah, I don't think he has the breath. And also, uh, he also wears a big golden truss for some reason. Yes, it looks like a big old diaper. Um... A big golden diaper. Uh, he's also uh, he's also weak to an isotope of lead, which is I think argonite. Uh, argonite. 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 It, it's it, which, you know, it's it's like crypt. It's yeah. It's you know it's it's Superman, but 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 uh this this particular Hyperion I don't think we see much of. Um, currently there is going to be another Hyperion coming out very soon. Oh, that's. Uh, I mean, sorry. There's going to be another Hyperion-based story coming very soon with uh, Heroes Reborn, where surprise they're doing Heroes Reborn, which is a world without the Avengers, and basically. it's very much Marvel as a DC pastiche. Yes, because you know there's there's a um, bit where Hyper- like Teen Hyperion is with the uh, um, do Chiar Imperial Guard. There's like Hyperion's pal Peter Parker. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Blade is gonna be the only person who knows about the Avengers. Uh, for fans of Age of Apocalypse, he is the bishop. Yeah. Um 
or if we're fans of the not well-received Age of Ultron tie-in, well, Age of Ultron comic that came out around Age of Ultron, uh, he would be the Hank Pym? No, no, Wolverine. Yes, Wolverine. Wolverine, Wolverine yes. Boy, the ending of that um, was a real damp squib. I would say that uh, that was an ill-advised comic, just uh, in general. Yes. Um, well, wasn't good. Even the movie Age of Ultron is better than that comic. I okay, so he, I want to argue something here, and f- please let me. And please tell me if you think I'm out of out of uh, out of my lane when I say this. I feel like the Age of Ultron movie feels like a passable summer comic event. I would say that is definitely correct. So while the every part is technically fun, it does not make a good cohesive whole, and would almost. I would almost say if they made like a little bit of effort to make every little part linked together, it would be a better movie. But it's basically just a bunch of vignettes of cool stuff happening, and that's it. Yeah, I just, I just wish I hadn't bought that tie-in where they spend all that time on Hawkeye's farm. Yeah, that really didn't need to be two issues. No, it didn't. But that being said, um, yeah, I, 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 I you know, I hope you could, uh, you understand why I didn't go in a lot of detail with this one. Because yep. I would have to tell you about a 12-issue, densely told masterpiece of a story in order to <laughs> with Captain America crossover, yes. Um, but uh, I will say that uh, this Hyperion, not a good person. I mean, you know, he did take over the America, and uh, yeah, that's uh, it, it's the modern Batman-Superman relationship in sort of a nutshell. Yeah, and as Rob said earlier, it does kind of, I think it does kind of set a precedent for like what a lot of people think of DC in the 90s for and stuff. I mean, like, I, I think this is definitely where, like, I, I, I think up to this point, Batman and Superman had never really been conceived of having an adversarial relationship like this. I think this is right around <laughs> the same time as Dark Knight Returns. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you have to plug? All right, so I am also on a uh, Transformers podcast, uh, Stasis Pod. We are currently going episode by episode through the 2015 uh, series Robots in Disguise. And I am also a part of the official Marvel research team. Uh, We have a book out that is in stores now, as you listen to this. Uh, That is the King in Black Handbook, a guide to the scintillating symbiotes of Marvel's King in Black crossover. Read it, and you can find out how Venom poops. They, uh, they don't gross. tell you that in that Tom Hardy movie. It's real gross. So, well, my so my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called Over Innsmouth, where I read uh, a <clears throat> where me and my friend read an H.P. Lovecraft story and release a audiobook. Um, we are <clears throat> what word am I trying to say? Uh, yeah, just listen to that. Um, uh, the rest of my stuff, you can just listen to another episode. I'm I'm burnt out right now. Uh, much like uh, Hyperion's eyes. So, if you so blah 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 blah. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may contraception through all your night's travels. Good night. Good night. Oh.